Hey, what's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and I am here with another episode of Kikin with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, family, or guests come on the show, and we kiki about whatever the topic is. So today, I have with me one of my friends from high school. Her name is Desney. Desney, you want to go ahead and say what's up and tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Hey, everybody. Thank you, Crystal, for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a writer and a creative entrepreneur, and I am teaching people how to brand uh, what they believe is their gifts and their purposes. And yeah, I'm excited about it. Okay, well, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Um, We'll definitely get more into what it is that you do and what your company does. But before we get into all of that, let's go ahead and get into the Drink with Coco this week. The Drink with Coco is a guest recommendation. And her recommendation was a champagne. And it's called Gruet. And it's a brew. Um, You want to tell us how you came across this champagne and why it is that you like it and just background information on it. Sure. So my aunt is a champagne connoisseur. She uh, loves all of her wines and she does her tastings and her palate development, all of all of those things. So (laughs) I uh, was introduced to it through her. So I've never liked Uh, champagne myself and I usually like the sweet wines or the dessert wines but she uh, offered me to try some and it was delicious so the it was dry it's still pretty rich I would say Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah so it's great with just regular meal or your food or even a dessert you can combine it all the way so yeah okay and um grew it she said it's not about how expensive it is but yeah so she said a good champagne is determined not about how expensive but based on your palate so how you how you enjoy it on your palate so that's the determining factor that you should uh try so this one is actually um pretty affordable but there are more you know that are uh, higher mm-hmm. but if your palate doesn't agree with it then don't you worry about that you go with the one that satisfies your palate so that will be a good champagne for you <laughs> <laughs> what are um the wine connoisseurs called like who are is it a, a sommelier or yes it's okay. a sommelier. is is that what she is not she wants to be one so I think she's considering if she wants to be professional or not but um but yeah but I think she should because she can teach classes on it because it's definitely some some education piece to drinking wine and not just drinking it oh yes oh yes and I was like I'm not gonna embarrass myself because I don't know (laughs) (laughs) so for sure so I am definitely going to try this out when I am off my 10-day cleanse. I have been on this cleanse now. It is day seven, and um, it's going pretty well. So I will definitely let y'all know the results of that, but I will definitely be trying it out. It is called Gruet, and it is a brute. And of course, this will be on my page for you guys to look and see what it is and decide if that's what you guys want to try or not. But now that we have the drink going, let's go ahead and get into the word on the street. So we're on the street this week. Um, I'm not I'm not sure if everyone has watched Selling Sunset on, uh, I mean, Selling Tampa on Netflix, but it is like a second edition to the series Selling Sunset, which is set in California and then Selling Tampa is set in Tampa, Florida. So Selling Tampa is a all black female real estate company or real real estate brokerage firm that are selling houses in Tampa. And then Selling Sunset is a brokerage firm in 
in LA, but it's an all white, um, all white cast. And there are real estate agents on each show. You have your brokers on each show and they all have like an agenda of what it is that they want to accomplish. So in watching Selling Tampa, I was, I enjoyed watching it because it was an all black female real estate agency. And then you had a black woman who was in charge of this real estate agency. And she just so happens to be the girlfriend of Ocho Cinco. Is it Ocho Cinco? I think, yeah, yeah, Chad Ocho Cinco, um, who used to date Evelyn Lozada from Basketball Wives. But um, some of the controversy around this show is that people don't feel like they sold any homes. They focused a lot more on, you know, just the drama within the office. And so the comparison was made like selling Sunset is being shows selling homes while selling Tampa is not. Um, as I was watching it, I did notice that they did sell one home. Like we saw them like, close close on one house like this is a set deal this is happening and the others were kind of just like a work in progress whereas selling sunset you do see them selling homes showcasing homes more than they did in the tampa show and i get it was only eight episodes and i think they like 30 minute episodes a piece so they were saying we were selling homes. You just didn't see them. And then also it makes me wonder because they were showing like a lot of high end homes. Like are the other properties that they're sell selling like relatively lower in price and not on the higher spectrum? And they just showed us the higher spectrum of it. But um, did you get a chance to watch either of these? Across all the trailer for Selling Sunset, um, I think I started so maybe one, the first episode, but then Selling Tampa, no. Um, but I mean, I've heard people talking about it though. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I'm thinking just from like a creative person perspective, mm -hmm. um, the Selling Sunset seems to be like, this is the dream that they're selling. Like this yeah. is the, you know, the... the I've made it type dream. So and yeah. then selling is like, this is a culture that we're talking about. So, you know, but um, as far as like focusing on the different houses and stuff, I think you might've made a point because it's like, if they are selling lower um, uh, income properties, then they probably are like, nah, we don't, we don't care. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, I think it was just the ratings things and True. you know, the theme of the show. Maybe, but that's all I knew because I haven't seen it yet. But, yeah. <laughs> but of course, I, I feel like the the reason people was was bringing up the fact that Tampa wasn't selling houses, but Sunset was, is you know everybody want to attribute things to race, and I don't necessarily believe that is the reason we didn't see selling Tampa selling houses. I just think that because the Selling Sunset brand is like, we sell high income luxury homes, you know, yeah. we're, like you said, selling a dream and Selling Tampa is trying to establish themselves in that high end luxury market, which is why we saw them working on projects versus like actually executing the sale of the home. Yeah. Um, one of the realtors on the show, because I, I do feel like the broker was trying to give people, like give the people she knew an opportunity to do something else. And one of those people, she was like a football wife, but a, a pretty, relatively a pretty girl. And of course, I don't necessarily think she knew how to sell a home. <laughs> so they like paired her up with a more seasoned realtor. And I think that realtor was like, hey, I can't come like and this might have been like one of my favorite points in the show, because the season realtor, I really do like her character or her as a person, I guess you should say. 
Mm-hmm. But um, she basically said like, hey, I can't make this showing. I need you to help one of my clients go look at this house. And she's showing the man the house. And he's like, how much are the taxes? I forget how much the house was, but it was definitely in the millions. And mm-hmm. she said $6,000. And Girl, I'm like, what, 6000 a month? Like, wh- what are you saying? <laughs> like, what? um and then he was like how many bedrooms how many bathrooms and she was like um I'm not sure and it's just like girl why didn't you get yourself familiar with the with the house like you're trying to make a sale you're telling you're telling the world who's watching this that yes you're working with this other realtor and you want this other realtor to share the profits with you but if you can't even prepare yourself to become knowledgeable about the home that you're trying to sell how do you think somebody why do you think somebody want to give you part of their money if you don't even know what you're doing yeah yeah so yeah I um I mean I've seen that in other you know areas those two it might have been you know if you can get on the show and you get the uh exposure and all that stuff so maybe she's trying to just build her own her own yeah. self her own platform so but uh but she got caught that girl got caught oh <laughs> <laughs> girl don't do that don't do that to yourself Pretty much. you got called out on the national television and yeah. um mm. yeah not a good look my friend no but <laughs> And I watched it because I am interested in real estate and I'm about to start studying to do my real estate license. So I thought it was like good, like as I was taking notes, like like trying to take notes. Okay, like no home that you're selling. (laughs) Number one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay. Taxes yeah. is a question. How much are the, the potential taxes on this home? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, of course, I wouldn't know what the, ta- in this moment, I don't know what the taxes are, but you as being the real estate professional should know yeah. these types of things. But I definitely think like, it's like you said, also to get that exposure, like maybe real estate is not her passion. She's just trying to do something like trying to see where it is that she fits and mm-hmm. so it'll give her exposure for what whatever it is that she gets into. Yeah, yeah. So either way, I mean, it's kind of smart, but uh, you know, it's still that's still enough. So yeah, you still was looking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, moving on. Like speaking of race. Um, there's a podcast called Fresh and Fit, and uh, there are two. Uh, <laughs> there's a host and a co-host, and on this show, they spoke about how they are black people, black men, and they spoke about how black women were not their preference. Now, to me, I don't have a problem with anybody saying like, you know, I have certain preferences that I prefer when I'm yeah. dating or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't know what their reason, I don't believe they gave a reason as to why Black women are not their preference, but they tried to be like, you know, women have a preference. Oh, I like my man six feet and up, or I like my man to have a lot of money, you know, blah, 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 blah. I get it, but in the same token, those type of characteristics don't wouldn't hurt someone on an emotional level than yeah. saying my preference is white women or Asian women. I don't date black women. Like, well, what is your reason for not dating black women? Is it because you didn't grow up around black women? So you don't have that type of interact. You've never had those type of interactions with them. Like I would prefer someone come out and say why they don't date and give legit reasons versus, Mm -hmm. oh, black women got too much attitude or, you know, something like that. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, girl. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, um, so I've seen bits and pieces of some of their previous, 
um, podcast. And then that one, I did see the, the whole episode. And okay, at first I was like, big show. But then I was like, okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going through my my own healing and therapy process. So. Sure, haven't we all? Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I do think there is definitely a difference between like your dating preferences, which would be, okay, I like tall people. I like short, you know, small, slender, whatever. Um, I think that if you, if you meet a person that happens to be another race who, who meets those criteria, fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think if you, if it transitions into just, I like white women or Asian women or, or even if it's, you know, the other side, I only like black women. Like, I think that goes into something else. And I think the emotional part of that, where it's like, why is that like that? That's that I hear that that sounds hurtful. Like, why is that hurtful? Um, I'm thinking like anytime. So, okay. So you got two black men Mm -hmm. who come from black women. Like that is your, that's, that's a part of you. That's a part of your source. Like where you, yeah. So like anytime or even, and it doesn't even have to be like that, but it could be like your background, how you grew up, whatever. But anytime you deny a part of yourself from like where you're from, where you grew up, like, you know, the, uh, you know, the women that you that you were birthed from, I feel like that has something to do with some kind of something hurt. else. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of trauma. Something, something's there. Something's there. Yeah. So it's like you. So if you hate that part, or like if that's something that you're trying to avoid or get away from, then like that's something you gotta look at. So if you're trying to fix that, and you think, oh, another race will do that, like another race have these problems or the the things that I experience I'm like okay so that's a you gotta you gotta go back in you gotta hug you gotta hug yourself because right <laughs> that's a problem like that's not that's not that's more than a preference that's that's something else so I, I'm looking at that and I'm like okay boo boo like y'all gotta go love yourselves so you yeah. can do that but you're not gonna find what you're looking for in another race like that won't fix that so that's what you know, my views on that are, but yeah. yeah. I dated a, a black guy before who was like, he didn't necessarily date black women. And him himself was not somebody I would typically date either, but I was trying something different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not going to lie. He was more, more like square and that, and that's okay. You know, yeah. it's like, as long as you treat me well, you know, we get along. That's all that matters. But um, I don't even know what we, we were out. And he mentioned something about, yeah, that's why I don't date black women that often. And I was like, the hell you mean by that? Like, what? And he yeah, was like, yeah, y'all just too sassy and da 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 da. And I was like, well, what you here for? I said, mm-hmm. because I said, from my standpoint, as a black woman, Black women, as much attitude as y'all say we have, we be the ones that hold y'all down Mm -hmm. when y'all don't have nothing. Be there trying to support you and lift up your dreams and, you know, do whatever it is to try and make a situation work with Black men. And then you go and say something like this, like, it's just disrespectful. And he was like, well, I don't mean to disrespect you. I said, the thing is, you don't know what type of woman I have been to the men I have been with in my life. So for you to make that assumption or make that comment about all Black women, no, all Black women are not like that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, just as much as we support Black men and so forth and so on, we want that same support in return, which we don't get. Yeah, I think, so I think it's like, how can you, so if you are like, for instance, him, because I've I ran into several dudes who are like, no, nah, I don't do that. Y'all do this, y'all, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, for me and my personal experience, and I'm not saying this is all black men at all, because right. I've met some 
really, really good ones, like solid ones. Um, but the ones that was like, baby, no. Um, <laughs> it was it was something lacking, like something missing for themselves. And yeah. it it was like a degree of even like their own personal respect for themselves. Cause it's like if you respect yourself, then you can respect somebody else. And mm-hmm. if you value what you have to offer and if you value value yourself as a man like then you can see somebody else and be like oh I can I see that and I value the same thing in you um for me I for the longest because I even went through a period where I was like man y'all like no like I'm just I'm just gonna focus on dating you know different guys outside of my race and and all that stuff but they got the same they got the same (laughs) same issues Mm -hmm. so um, so I was like, okay, so it's not just with us, like just as like being black men and black women, but it's the, you know, dealing with our stuff, like being able to be whole people and you find whole people in black men and you find whole people in black women and you find people that are not. And so I think a lot of the people that aren't met, meet each other a lot. And so, and then that's just like the story that goes. So I was like, okay, maybe there's more, but um, yeah. So I'm just like, if I run into that, I'm like, okay, boo, God is your refuge. Go love yourself. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, you, you right. Um, I definitely think it's something within. And as you mentioned before, like doing therapy and working on yourself, I think it's a part of that journey. And I definitely think that, these men on a fresh and fit podcast definitely need to do some evaluating of themselves as to why they don't date black women because there are definitely eligible black women out there you know that um that do bring something to the table that aren't looking for a leg up that aren't gold diggers you know but I don't see nothing wrong with a woman having standards and being like if I can do x y and z for myself like you need to be able to do that same or better Mm. or in better (laughs) yeah like with the um I forgot the other guy's name but he's a black Sudanese Sudanese Mm -hmm. yeah he said that like he wouldn't date a Sudanese woman either so I'm like okay so it's more than just being black this is this is like your home this is like where you come from so yes but um but yeah it's definitely a difference not to cut you off but Mm -hmm. um for people who come directly from Africa or know their African heritage um they are a different type of people than black people in America so for you to even say you wouldn't even date a Sudanese woman is like so do you just got a problem with melanin like what is the issue yeah and and that's what I'm saying it's it's I don't think it's just I don't like this race or I don't like these people it's like well, boo, you, you were born in Sudan and you had a mama who was Sudanese and like mm-hmm. all of that, what happened there that started all of that stuff. Like, cause yeah. yeah. So, but then again, like I've met a, a few people, a few guys from Sudan that were very kind and very nice. And like, they loved their culture and, you know, and all that stuff. And I, at least, I mean, I didn't get too deep um, into that, those right. uh, relationships but at least they seemed respectful of like yeah so yeah girl so that's why I'm, I'm and, like, and Sudanese women come in a variety of colors just like all black yeah. women do um yeah so it's just like what yeah yeah something it's, had to happen mm-hmm, that, yeah so and then the fact that like having um like okay so if I'm a, a person that's successful and I got these things you know outlined for myself and everything um I think for me at first I for the I would say the first half of my dating career I was like okay like what you got like what can you like what can you bring like how do we you know like you said either better or or more so now where I am is is in addition to just like okay I would like to maintain my standard of living or, mm-hmm. um, cause that is 
that that's been my life. So if I do with you, I'm not going to like go backwards with that. But if you don't like have the same things, but if you have other things that I don't have, like if you have some huge like plans, like goals, like, and I don't mean like just potential, but I mean like you, you sat down, like you like, this is what I'm like, yo, your dreams and your goals are in motion. Yeah. And it's like something that I'm like, oh, that that's exciting. Like that Mm -hmm. I can partner with you and like we can build something like that to me is like more valuable than like him having all this money and stuff. Now, don't be out of like, okay, now credit, you know, make sure that's all right. Like if Mm -hmm. you debt because we got student loans, but you got you paying Mm -hmm. them. You know, like this. <laughs> um, coming in, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those are those are basic things. But like, yeah. But if you got like a, a goal that you're going towards, like that to me is more like, all right, we can talk. Like, let's let's see how this. Sure. Goes. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that was some very good insight into the situation. And it seemed like you had a little bit more insight on this podcast or these two individuals yourself more than I did. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely think that, as as we said, they got some healing or some reflection that they need to do in order to to get to the root cause as to why they don't date Black women. I don't Mm -hmm. think making race... um, I don't think you consider you can consider race a preference because like I said I think it's an emotional trigger for mm-hmm. a lot of people and so that's why I said I would accept more more of a I didn't grow up around black people or you know I went to a pre- predominantly white college and so all I dated was white girls and cot work, you know, something like something, mm-hmm. but to basically just say like, yeah, I just don't date black women. Well, why? What is it about black women? Because black women are very beautiful people. Yeah. So what is it about them that you would single them out and say, no, I don't date you? Yeah. Yeah. And I know, oh, go, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I know for me, like um, being able to like, you know, build my own self-confidence and like be able to value myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear that or when I'm faced with that, it's like, well, I know that's not true about me. Mm-hmm. So it can't be me. That's right. Has to be coming from, from mm-hmm. you over there. And that was, and that's something that we've had to do as black people anyway, just being mm-hmm. in, like, you know, with all of, prejudice and racism and, and all that stuff anyway we had to be like well I know that ain't me and I know that even what you're saying about me is like that's right. not true I am so I think the same thing applies like in and male or female males getting that from women or women getting that from males it's like right well I know I'm not like that and I know right. this yeah so it's got to be over there again got turn their head God is your reference turn <laughs> Go on, go on, look, look over there. <laughs> like, For sure. Yeah. So I just feel like if you're going to have that type of negative energy, especially in 2022, it's just like, yeah, you keep that over there. Like, apparently there's some ignorance about you that um, you don't, you don't care about Black women in a sense, you know, and because of your views and what you feel is right does not derail me or the journey that I'm on. And I, I think right. that's another way we also have to look at it is that, okay, yeah, you may not be attracted to me as a Black woman for whatever reason, but that doesn't negate the fact that I am a beautiful person and I have right. things to offer. So like you said, keep it pushing. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. So hopefully somebody let them know like they got some hate for themselves on the inside somewhere that they need to figure out and that's it for that and we're going to move over into the hot cup of cocoa okay so 
now that we are in the hot cup of cocoa, Desney mentioned earlier that she is a creative, um, wanting to help other people build their brand. So can you just elaborate on what it is that you do? Sure, sure. So I um, am in the process of uh, creating a course where I want to teach people the different aspects of uh, branding and like how to put your, take your personal gifts and then make it into something solid and like a plan to like launch it and then give you a strategy for how you want to present those gifts. So in products or services or things like that. So a part of that whole thing is what I've learned um, as a creative writer and as a online copywriter and copywriting is, so you have copywriting where it's like the intellectual property, you know, protecting your ideas and you have copywriting that's like content creation. And so in that um, there's many different types of, of content and copies. So there's like stuff that you get in the mail or that you read or like um, white papers for like corporate stuff. And then there's also stuff that you have for, businesses who are explaining what they do or like a pro a product or even a nonprofit about a cause that they're doing. So that's copy in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, anyone tells a story and then you're helping people move into a decision. So whether it's like purchasing something or going to a concert or like donating, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. So that online is a way that you, it's a different way of communicating online, as you know, than it is like in person or on paper. Right. So that, um, then I learned uh, with that, the social media marketing aspect of like your uh, marketing strategy. So more than just like posts and things, but like how you're going to present yourself and then how you're going to make money. And then um, also the user experience, which is, design of how your specific audience interacts with you so when you're going on Facebook and Instagram it's smooth it's fine like you don't even notice it the only time you notice that it's bad user experience is if something doesn't work and you're like what what is why you know you're confused you, yeah right. so that's bad user experience when it's good you, it's seamless you don't see it so those things and then with the graphic design with like uh, logos colors and fonts those are all the technical stuff. So I've been able to understand the world of branding because I was learning that in order to build my own. Mm -hmm. um, but I noticed that there are several different angles that you need to understand in order to build something solid. So mm -hmm. a lot of friends who are also creatives, they were trying to produce their things. And then I noticed that they were missing some of those aspects from the copywriting from the social media, from the UX experience, you know, and even from the creative part, like telling an actual story. So I wanted to help them. So I started, you know, was like, oh no, you should do this. Like do this, oh wait, 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 wait. before you do that, do this, you know, all of that. And then um, one of my friends finally was like, Desi, why aren't you teaching this? Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. why, why aren't you, you know? And so um, I had always been focused on just my own, um, projects that I was producing but then I was like you know what a way to even introduce some of those projects would be the process of me getting here and right. so that's what I wanted to share with people and then teach them how to do the same thing so this is like 18 years of trial and error with okay. all of those things but gotten to this point so okay. yeah so did you go to school for this or no, this was all um, professional training. So these are, I uh, found a company called American Writers and Artists, Inc. And they have the uh, professional certifications for the copywriting and mm -hmm. social media marketing. So I learned that with them. Um, I went to a company called The Future that specializes in user experience design and branding. And so I learned that with them. Um, I did go back to uh, school to get my graphic design uh, certificate. So I got that. And then um, the writing, honey, that was 18 years of books. 
that I read. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. so that's what all of that. So then I'm my new brand now is me, Desney Carleen, um, teaching that logical side of things and then also the creative side of things and making that one picture. So okay. yeah, that makes okay. sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I definitely, as I have moved myself into this create, like, I feel like at this moment, I'm trying to put my hands in so many pots, but it's really due to the fact that being in the military is only temporary. Like, this is not a job (laughs) that I can have until, like, regular people retirement age. It's something you do for 20 years. Like if you want to retire from the military, like it's 20 years and then you can go on and do 30 years. Um, But for me, I'm like, no, I'm going to stop at 20. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it would be a couple extra dollars for every year that I went over 20 years. But in the same token, I know there are other things that I want to pursue. Mm -hmm. Um, And the military is very demanding. So it's just like, okay, let me start working on stuff now. So then mm-hmm. when I do retire, I won't be trying to scramble like, well, what am I going to do for work? Especially knowing like, I don't want to go back and work for the government. Yeah. Um, and in doing this podcast, like it's definitely put me into more of a creative space than I thought I was going to be in. I thought I was just like, yeah, I'm just record some stuff and, you know, post it and see what happens. But then you really have to start thinking about marketing you know (laughs) graphic designs and you know I do like for the more intricate things like my logo and and stuff like that like I did outsource but a lot of my advertisement that I do weekly for the show and you know like I'm starting to branch out and put put my advertisements in magazines but those are things that I do on that I've done on my own and I've had to learn um also learning how to edit a podcast which is definitely Google helped your girl out but (laughs) Google and YouTube like YouTube honey (laughs) yes but it like I say it's definitely more creative than I anticipated I thought it was just like yeah I'm gonna get this microphone I got this MacBook, it got GarageBand, we gonna be recording, and that's it. (laughs) Not realizing everything else that went into it. So um, I definitely think there is value into what you want to provide to people. And so, you know, as you talked about how you got to a space where you learned all of these all of these skills, how would you recommend someone to start a passion project and to also monetize it? Okay. Well, so I was thinking about this and there are many steps to it, but (laughs) to give a main overview of three main things that I, that I had to do. Um, so we're, we're going, we're going to start there. <laughs> okay. So the first thing really, um, is you got to reflect and you got to figure out if your passion is really connected to what you think your purpose is. So for me, when I, before I got into this aspect of things, I was just doing the creative writing and then I was working, you know, on the side. Um, my goal was I wanted to make a novel series and a fantasy novel series. And I actually, girl, I actually had the idea in high school, sophomore year in high school, I started yeah. working, working on that. Okay. And did you not, that, so that turned into a, a huge passion of mine. So that was and, you school for writing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had changed, and then I went into finance because I thought writing wouldn't do it, and then that was not the place for me. Baby. I, oh God. I I know all too well. I'm in finance now, and I'm over it. Yeah. Child. No. Yeah. Okay. You told me. The numbers was where it was at. I thought because I was good at math, that's what I wanted to do. Baby, 
girl. I was good at statistics. I was like, I can do this, girl. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. no. that to others. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so I was, um, so I was doing that to try to make money, and then like, um, and but I was still building this series, mm-hmm. and that the passion for building that series took me into like, girl. I did. I was building that for like. 12 13 years okay and then when I hit this point and I hit a point where all of what I was doing um before came crumbling down on me and I had to really really take a look at myself and just ask myself okay what am I doing and why am I doing it Mm -hmm. and then like what is it that I really really want to do like even like, even with the, the, um, the novel series, it was like, okay, I, I love to write. I love to be creative, love to make worlds and like all this stuff. But like, why am I doing this? Like, mm-hmm. is it because I just want to be famous? Is it because I just want to tell a story? Like, you know, all of that. So I had to really like seriously figure that out. When I did figure that out, I realized I didn't care about that. Series. <laughs> you didn't care about the series no more? <laughs> about that series no more okay <laughs> not you done spent over a decade i mean look and this <laughs> is what i mean by like making sure like your passion comes from your your actual your purpose because i realized like in that process i realized okay i think i know what i'm supposed to do and like why i'm here and like all of that and so finding that out then changed my passions and so once that happened I like I said I didn't give a shit I, I, I didn't care, you can care. I, you can okay care. I didn't get <laughs> <laughs> about that series girl and I was like this has been 13 years of my life like yeah. what I've been doing and so but finding that out though, because, and by the time I thought I was ready to like release it and like launch it and, you know, start mm-hmm. all that stuff, um, that, uh, I think the year before I was about to do that, four or five other studios had the same idea and yeah. produced what they, what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh my God. So my stuff that I had didn't even it wasn't even like novel anymore like yeah. you know like it wasn't and so I was just like okay so I was still going to do it anyway but then that's when I you know everything came crashing crashing right. <laughs> 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 so yeah so then finding that out like finding out okay I think this is what my my real purpose is like I said the new passions came out of that and then with those new passions, the ease of like producing them came. Mm-hmm. So it was really difficult trying to get that novel series together. Like even just writing, like trying to get it out, like, oh girl, it was agony. And I don't know if you you know other writers, but if you ask them, they'll, they'll tell you it's 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 agony. Like it's ugh. I can imagine. Yeah. So I that was that was that phase. But then figuring out, oh, purpose. Okay. Now I have these new passions that come out. That agony isn't there with those. Yeah. And the speed of like how this stuff is going, um, is like, wow. So yeah, the other one wasn't sustainable. Like I couldn't, I couldn't keep the momentum of it. And right. so you got to reflect, you got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, wise, <laughs> you give my, <laughs> but those trial and errors make us who we are (laughs) oh yes honey yes it does it's like because (laughs) oh and that also through that whole process that being the reflection process of that like don't lie don't lie to yourself like be honest like really be honest and then also figure out if you're trying to do this to please other people like are you trying to do this to prove something to other people like if it has to do to do with other people then that's probably not the, yeah. the real yeah so yeah so so 
take that time, do that. Um, so then I got to this place. So then the next, the second part is research. And what you said, what you had to learn, like you had to Google, YouTube, all that stuff. Like you got to master the thing that you're trying to produce. So whatever. And that was that process of me learning the copywriting and learning the marketing, because I was like, I got to be able to, uh, you know, promote myself. Like, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know how to market on social media. Like, I don't know how to produce um, products or like, you know, things like that. Like, and I don't know how to design it. Like I don't, and, and at the time I was like, I ain't got, I ain't got shit for money. Like what am I? Yeah. I can't, I can't pay somebody to do it because I can't afford it. Can't do afford that. it. So you got to learn how to do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. So research everything that you, that you need to, to find out, um, organize that bad boy. Uh, if you need a journal, if you need spreadsheets, you know, there's free software. I use this uh, software called Airtable, um, that you can do a free account, put all your ideas in there, everything that you're learning, do that. So get that solid. So that way you become your own expert, you know, for mm-hmm. that. And, and that's where the, this, the, the course that I'm teaching for the branding is because that's what I did. I became that expert, you know, yeah. for myself. So, yeah, so you do that. And then um, the last thing is patience, darling. It's, it's patience because I. So that's number trying, three? That's number three. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you look, if this is a passion project and it's coming from a real place of purpose, this isn't something that may just take off overnight. This isn't something that you just may immediately start making money from. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So you got to be patient with that. And in my experience, um, if you, if you take, okay, so you got to allow the passion to be the passion. If you try to take it and then make it into like, just your money maker then you lose what it is that you originally wanted it to be not saying that it can't become your money maker but don't start it with that goal in mind. yeah yeah don't yeah, because then it, it'll it'll turn into something else and then that and then you you leave that that purpose source and then it won't be sustainable so you, you'll yeah, you'll get stuck into something that you're like, well, this ain't what I originally wanted. And, you know, and it's like, I'm working with these people and I can't stand these mofos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate this. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I was like, flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So be patient with it and be kind to that passion. Like, you know, you just like you have like children and, and they have to grow up like you got to you got to birth them and like they got to incubate. You got to, you know, once they're birthed, they got to grow up. You got to feed them like you got to parent them, like all this stuff, like the, your passions are your babies, like mm-hmm. that same process, like be a good parent to that passion because it will eventually grow up and be a shining example of like what you want to do yeah so now there I I really appreciate the um the concept of you know the 10,000 hour rule you've heard that Mm -mm. so in like um uh the creative world or business what you know what whatever there's there's this concept called the 10,000 hour rule so basically if you put in 10,000 hours into whatever the thing is that you're trying to do then by the end of that, you will become a master and whatever you've uh, decide to do from that point will be a success because of all of the planning and all of the pre- preparation for it. So mm-hmm. the 10th hour it, rule has been, it was um, basically researched, I forget the guy's name who came up with this, but he interviewed all kinds of artists, successful people, business persons, all that stuff. And so he found that the um, 
the, the theme was that they've put in this amount of time. So that's about 10 years, you know, yeah. um, but uh, <laughs> like, don't, don't let that do, do, uh, discourage you though. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I like, definitely say, don't let the amount of time that you yeah. put into your passion project take from it because I mean, time is the only thing that makes things better. Like we are, we are not like us in this realm are not already on. So yeah. what we do is not going pop instantaneously because of who yeah. we are. So yeah. it is going to take time. It will. It mm-hmm. will. And for some people that might be longer, some people that might be shorter, but as long as you put in the effort to like, you know, become that that master of your craft and then allow it to grow the way at its own pace. Like don't don't compare your stuff to other people's stuff because they've probably started at a different time than you. Or even if they did, you you have no idea what they've been putting in, you know, mm-hmm. before. So just focus on your own, your own kids, your own, your own little yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but that's what I would say. Um, so from that process, you'll be able to have, you'll know where you want to go with it. Um, you'll have found out like how uh, in, in that research uh, phase, like you can look at other people who are successful in your field too, as examples. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them have courses and things that they've explained, you know, how they've done it. So like do that. And even like I said, if you can't afford the stuff, follow them find all the free stuff you can get piece it together like or yeah or library honey go to that library (laughs) and i'd like youtube i'm all about self-teaching how to do things youtube tiktok even though they only give you a maximum of three minutes like people put a lot of information in them three minutes and i'll be on you tiktok faithfully how do i I story post like not how to post the story but you know just design the post where yeah. it's aesthetically pleasing you know yeah. what I'm saying like these are like the tools are definitely out there for mm-hmm. whatever it is you want to do yes. yeah and I was like and it's so much easier now to access mm-hmm. it because um before like child I was like when did when did uh YouTube and Facebook come out all that stuff I was, yeah but be pre-social media pre-social media let's say pre-2006 oh there we go pre-06 06 that's when we graduated y'all <laughs> But pre-06, like, it took so much effort to, like, just find the same things. So now it's so much easier. But, like, just be patient. And I know, like, with social media, things are so constant and instant. But, Mm -hmm. like, don't don't get caught up in that. If you need to be quiet for a while and just not say nothing on social media so you can just learn and, like, get yourself together, then do that. Honestly, that's what I did. Um, If you... (laughs) If you go to my social media, my Instagram, I haven't posted since 2018, but from mm-hmm. 2018, I was building all of this. So now mm-hmm. I'm ready to refresh everything and y'all about to see all of it, all the shit, all the beautiful shit. <laughs> so, so let, let, let the people know what the Instagram is so they can be, be ready. It's uh, at Desney Carleen, D-E-S-N-E-Y. C-A-R-L-E-N-E. That's my middle name, Desi Carlene. So yeah. L-I-N-E. L-E-N-E. C-A-R-L-E-N-E. Okay. But don't be afraid to do that. Like it'll be worth it. Like it will definitely be worth it. So yeah. So those are those are my my three steps of advice. I was like, then of course. Um, when I will be teaching that class, like I'm going to be breaking down all of those things. Uh, there are, so you have your, uh, your branding attributes. Once you figure out what you want to do, 
Um, and if this is something that comes, you know, out of your passion, then you want to organize that and then create your attributes to figure out what it is that you stand for, what it is that your brand is going to stand for. Mm-hmm. Those things are your, like your, your, your true, your, your North star, like mm-hmm. no matter what you'll find out like, okay, this is what I am. This is what my brand is, whatever opportunities come, if they fit those attributes, then yes, if they don't, then I won't do it. So I don't get, you know, taken off my course of what I want to do. So those things, um, I'll teach you that. I teach them the, uh, setting up their, um, audience profiles, like how to define that, how to figure out who specifically you're trying to target for your messaging. Um, that is the, uh, foundation for how you market yourself and finding that out then figuring out your strategy for when you want to tell your story and then um, well actually sorry before that creating the marketing strategy turning that into an actual story Um, people don't really care about what you do like that but is if you tell a story and then if you in that story are people recognize themselves in that then that is the thing that communicates to them. And that is that the thing that hits the, you know, their, their, the center of their emotions. So showing them how to do that and then making the strategy, the technical stuff with the platforms, the uh, tools, the technology, you know, all of those things. So that is the steps in between. Yeah. Yeah. But I think those are, like some great starting points to help people um, get jump started, especially at the beginning of the year. Like you, like me starting this podcast, like I was working on this. It it wasn't no years, but I think about six months before I actually launched, I was working on like all the intricate parts. And I remember one of my supervisors he was like, what's taking you so long? I said, well, I'm waiting on the girl to finish with my logo and stuff. He like, well, you just need to do it. I'm like, no, because yeah. my research said that I need to be like, even if this is just a passion project, like mm-hmm. you still want to have good sound quality. You still yeah. want to have structure. You still like, I'm like, I need all my stuff to be in place before yeah. I get started. Because say this does take off, I want somebody to hear it and be like, she been quality since day one. Yes. You know, not, oh, you, oh, you was in your closet doing this, you know, like, <laughs> You know, like I really wanted this to be something nice. And even if it never gets blows up to like being on the shade room all the time or whatever, I still want it to be quality. Yes. And you well, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was no. I was thinking. <laughs> and you you just brought up a really a key point because a lot of the information out there, they'll tell you, well, just start, just start before you, before you finish, like figure it out as you go along. Mm-hmm. That is a way to do it. Um, that way though, you do risk getting lost because you don't, one, you don't know where you're going. You don't know the end point. Mm-hmm. Um, two, you end up scrambling to like catch up and fix the pieces that you needed to fix. Mm -hmm. So, and some people have been successful with that, but I personally, that like, that that's one system to, to go that way. The other way is to take, just take the time and prepare it and make it excellent. So that way, when it is launched, and like you said, those opportunities come along, you just flow right into it. There's no, oh, what am I supposed to, oh, wait, wait, like, oh, I'm not ready. You, it just, bam, it's already. So I think that that's more feasible for the long term Mm -hmm. than trying to start something. So yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Like mm-hmm. I like some things I am as I, learning as I go, 
but mm-hmm. the initial startup was like, I want my podcast, the podcast in itself to be quality. And yeah. That's, that's, of course, that's been maintained the entirety of the show, but throughout I've gotten a website, gotten an LLC, yeah. uh, tax ID number, you know, I've sold merch, like they're, you know, like I said, as I go, I am learning certain things, but the podcast in itself is definitely something that I like, I think it was good when I started, but like it's being perfected as I go yeah. along as well. And to be very honest, when you sent me your podcast and I looked at it, I was like, oh, sis got it together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like, let's, let's put that gap. So good job. Like, like a yeah. scheduler to to keep up with my stuff. You know, when I when I schedule somebody to come on the show, they get a calendar invite. It sends them the link, you know, where they can come to record. Um, you know, because I, I'm not in a studio. I am in my home. But Zoom has been an awesome way to for me to connect with other people, uh, other podcasters, other creatives, just everybody everybody got zoom these days you know yeah. so it's, and and, it, and it's free if you don't have like a professional use for it zoom is free so it's just something you download to your phone you can download it on your laptop and you know you can can go with it and there are lots and lots of products out there to help make um starting a business maintaining a business um and just things to make it easier Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, Girl, I was like, oh, got a whole list. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, use this, use this. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to when you drop this. I will definitely be supporting because I feel like there's always something to learn because things are always changing. So I yeah. definitely think that everyone could benefit from. Um, learning how to start a passion project and what she said is so real like reflect on what your passion is and how that aligns with your purpose Um, I think that's the reason I've been able to do this podcast now for almost two years Um, just because talking is my passion helping people is my passion And I know my passion or my purpose is to help people. And what you gain from listening to my podcast, um, I hope you gain something from it. I hope you learn something. I hope you can take something from it. Um, And whether that be reach out to someone that was on the show to get you some information that you needed, like that is the sole purpose of what this podcast is for. So, which aligns with my personal purpose. So, I think that's why I've been doing this for so long. And even, even days when I'm super busy at work and I have to come home and do work from my regular job, like I still make time for this, whether it is recording with somebody, editing the podcast, like sometimes the show's supposed to come out at 12 a.m. EST. So that means when you get up for work in the morning, you could be listening to me while you're getting ready. You could be listening on your commute to work, however. Sometimes I don't, I don't, I don't get a chance to edit on time and I will wake up at four o'clock in the morning and be like, let me edit this so this at least be ready by six o'clock. You can still listen on your commute. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so it's definitely... Um, a passion and you make time for what you want. And so I make time, if that means losing sleep to do something for my podcast, I will do it. And it don't feel like work because it's something I enjoy. So, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I wholeheartedly with these three main things that she gave, I wholeheartedly can agree for someone who has started a passion project specifically. So yes. Um, um again so do you have like any final words that you would like to say um if anything yes I do (laughs) for all of the those of you who are listening and who've been really thinking about you know starting something for their passion or like even just trying to find out what their purpose is 
if anything, I just want to encourage you guys to be brave. Like you can do it. Be brave. It will probably be the most terrifying thing you've ever done in your life. But yes. And (laughs) doing it is like, oh my God, just the, the fulfillment that you get from it, you can't find it anywhere else. So be brave, guy. You can do it. Definitely be brave and just do it. But yeah, I definitely think that now I'm not gonna lie. I was very nervous about doing this podcast. A lot of things I have talked about on this show, I have been very nervous. <laughs> but <laughs> but everyone enjoys it once it's out there. And like she said, the gratification that you get from it, um, even if it is from just one person or two people, like it's still, it's letting you know, like you did something good. Like the effort that you put into it was worth it. Um, mm. So yeah, I say be brave and just do it. Yeah. So again, Um, If you want to let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media. Yeah. So you guys can find me on Instagram at Desney Carlene, D-E-S-N-E-Y-C-A-R-L-E-N-E. I am getting ready to refresh everything and launch all of this good stuff we've been talking about. So y'all will be day ones. Y'all see it for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) So y'all go ahead. Follow her so that y'all can see when she launches everything and be the first ones to get this valuable, valuable, valuable information. Um, y'all can always follow me at Kiki and with Coco on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, all of the above. Even, I don't even be on half, some of them profiles, but... <laughs> You know, I, I get the notification. So if you message me on one, I'll, I'll respond. Um, I do have my website, kikianwithcocopodcast.com. So you can always go there if you wanted to see here one of the newest episodes. There's a link on the homepage to do so. And then if I have merch, the merch is out there for anyone looking to buy merch. I have the I'm Black 25 AT shirts, and then I have my Drink With Coco shot glasses. So definitely copy one if you have not. If you have, thank you for the support. And until next time, bye.